Welcome to the live stream, son. <laughs> Alright everybody, welcome to episode 36 of NPC Talk. My name is Inkernaut, and today is May 19, 2016. Today I'm back here with Jeremy. Um, what is up, Jeremy? What's up with the... We are, we are live on, uh, on Twitch at... Oh, we are Twitch.tv slash Inkernaut. Here we go, adding to the viewer count. Oh my gosh, I don't even know what's going on right now. This is insane. Do we even post it to our friends? Uh, no. I should, though. We should live broadcast. We should, like, send them a noise. Dude, you're not even broadcasting right now. I'm not bro- Oh my gosh, I didn't press the start button! Okay, I'm broadcasting now. It's <laughs> really a live stream! Oh my gosh, that is so embarrassing. We are live now, everybody. 9.18pm. So I'm here with Jeremy because um, there are some interesting things coming out in the future called movies, and I'm talking like movies coming out in theaters. What what are those called? Like blockbuster, blockbuster films. Blockbusters. Yeah, yeah. blockbuster Big old films. Blockbuster. Um, going into the theaters. Um, but they're about video games, and I am. I still remember Final Fantasy. Well, what was that movie? Which one? There's uh, quite a few. Final Fantasy, the, the Spirit Within. Spirit Within? Oh, uh, yeah. I still remember that disaster. And so. Well, no, we gotta go further. We gotta go further than that. Further? We must go deeper. What's, what's deeper? Super Mario Bros. 1993. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I actually kind of like that movie, though. Like, but in a bad I, way. I'm not, I'm not hating on it. I'm just saying, uh, that was the first major yeah, release movie. That movie was pretty bad. It's like, it's ba- bad to the point where it's comedic. So, like, I um, enjoy are, it. Also, are we, we're ignoring, we're ignoring, like, the animated movies, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, no, not, well, not Final Fantasy, but, like, we're talking, like, Pokemon movies. Uh, were those in theaters? Those were in theaters, huh? There were some, well, there was a couple in theaters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like those are different because those were targeted towards, like, Pokemon fans. And, like, they weren't... They weren't even trying to become, like, a big blockbuster film. Although it was in theaters. They aren't trying to, like... I don't know. Be that, like, super big title. That everyone... Yeah. I don't like... I don't like comic book movies. I don't know. Okay. So, we'll, okay, also, I would say Pokemon is... Pokemon's another one of those movies. I don't know if you want to count the animated the Pokemon movies because uh whatchamacallit? The uh Pokemon was already a TV show. So it kinda had like a jump start in yeah. media. Yeah. yeah. I, they honestly just yeah, I don't know. They're they're not like its own like independent storyline. Yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll get back to it. We're we're talking international blockbusters or quote unquote they're targeting large audience. Yes. Okay. So we have uh, Angry Birds the movie that's coming out tomorrow. Oh my gosh, it's coming out tomorrow. Oh yeah. It's coming out tomorrow. Um, Warcraft coming out June 10th, 2016. And then Assassin's Creed coming out at the tail end of this year at December 21st. But let's not forget, uh, let's pour one out for Ratchet and Clank, which bombed real hard. <laughs> Did That came out already, right? Yeah, April 29th. Mmm... Okay, okay. So, um let's let's caveat it a little bit. I um 
I'm not a hater of video game movies. I am. I really I don't know, want. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I I really want video game movies to, um, be, what's it called? I want them to become mainstream. Um, I have. We grew up in the era where if you're seen with a comic book, you're a freaking geek and you're about to get canned. And, oh yeah. And like those those were the days. Like we would have to hide in like the dark corners of the alley so that like the bullies won't come after us because we're nerds. And, um, and then 20, 20 years later being a comic book fan is all of a sudden cool because of all these blockbuster movies that came out, you know, Iron Man, X-Men, the Avengers. And now everyone's like, Oh my gosh, I'm a nerd too. Like we're in the era of a comic where being a comic book fan is all suddenly a really cool thing. I know that's crazy. And so us as gamers and as nerds, from, we're next. Yeah, from the beginning, we're like, we want this to happen to video games. And um, and so we both have that hope. Uh, Jeremy believes it can happen. And I, I'm kind of skeptical. I believe it can happen, but I don't think that these three movies are even like the start of it. I think these three movies are going to be a bust. Uh, Assassin's Creed. Wait, wait, that one? Okay, Assassin's Creed, I think, is actually going to be okay. I think Warcraft and Angry Birds are going to be a bust. Angry I'm, Birds may be a bust. I'm going to throw it out there. I, I'm That's that's the hater in me. Is I'm, I'm an unbeliever. I think Warcraft is going to surprise people. and It's going to do better than people think it's going to do. All right. All right, all right, all right. I just... Okay, what... What What do you think? Why? Why do we care... Like, how does this affect video games in the future? Like, who cares that movies are coming out about video games? Okay. That's a tough question. So are you asking why why do we care if video game movies? Yeah. Okay, so my my logic is I want... I see the comic book model. Yep. Yep. And that's where I think it's going to be big. And what, what changed everything really was... Well, there's there's a lot of things. So for me, I feel like the big boon in comic book movies is um it started to me it started with Spider Man, right? I would say even before that. I would say Spider-Man. I don't even remember before Toby McGuire's Spider Man. So I would say it started before Spider Man, where would I go with this? I don't think it's before Spider Man. What the heck was before Spider Man? Um, I would say okay, we're gonna go way back. We're gonna go way back. Let's go all the way back to good old Tim Burton and Batman. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's the start. That's a long time ago. So we're going good old Tim Burton and Batman, where they proved that you can actually have a decent superhero movie. Without it being all kinds of cheese, like ridiculous cheese, and we're talking like, um, what's his face, Adam West, cheesy. Okay. Okay. Like there's a little bit of a hint of darkness to it. There's a little bit of a hint of like, you know, like it was like, oh, adults can get into this. I mean, this is it spawned the whole debate of, oh, Jack Nicholson was the greatest Batman villain in movies, right? Until Heath Ledger, Heath Ledger came up and he really destroyed the whole debate completely. Yep. Yep. As one of the best comic book villains, I mean, maybe movie villains, period, at the Joker. Yes. But that's going jumping ahead. So that's I way think, ahead. But still, people will 
we'll look at like Jack Nicholson's performances, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know he has some iconic roles, and one of his iconic roles is the Joker. Yes, which is in the Batman movie. That was the start of. I would think that's the start of people kind of putting together this nerdy culture thing. They actually have legitimately good artists and legitimately good writers who know what they're writing about and know how to take some interesting topics and convey a good story. Mm-hmm, which is that's the start of Tim Burton Batman, which is all the way back in 1989. And then okay. Marvel. Yep. And so that Batman Marvel- movie, that Batman movie was. Uh, it was hailed by like the audience at the time as not super cheesy, like not terrible, not like oh my gosh I can't believe this is a movie. It was actually like accepted. Yeah, it's it was well accepted. It was well reviewed. It, it spawned I think two sequels. No, one sequel. Either way, it is it was a very successful movie and it okay. it was very well well received. Um. So that's that's the big one. Um, and then I think after that, then we get Marvel kind of jumps into the game and they release some interesting movies that are not great at all. In fact, they're pretty terrible. Um, one of them is the Dolph Lundgren Punisher. That was great. Oh! That was straight to... That was, I think that one didn't even make it to the theater. It went straight to TV, like straight to VHS. I saw that movie. Oh. We have... We have Captain America, which again, that one in nineteen, that one wasn't that great. That was super cheesy. Um, and then, but here's another comic book movie that came to prominence, and I think you'll remember this one: the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. Do um, Ninja Turtle movie where they're like in costumes. Do they? Does that count as comic book? It was a comic book. Huh. I only knew it as a TV show. It started as a comic book. Wow, okay, okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, those movies were awesome. Yep, and so we had the Ninja Turtle movies, which then, you know, I had a couple more of those. And then, you know, and then we have um, The Crow, right? I, I, haven't, I haven't seen The Crow. Well, The Crow is another movie that was kind of very good. It was well-received. and then, So what happened is, like, directors who care about comic books are actually decided that take up a comic book and read it mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. notice like oh there's actually a good story and as they they start delving deeper and they find good source material mm-hmm. somewhere down the line comic book movie screwed up and okay. i think okay. that started around batman and robin maybe bat i mean batman returns or batman forever yeah okay yeah those were bad i remember that's them. when i started like that's when the comic book movie started going bad and you got some real weird ones and um i think that's when People who started watching my comic book movies, they always brushed them off as terrible ideas. Now, fast forward again. Now, we come to around 2000, and we get X-Men by Brian Singer. Which, okay, yes. Now, I think that's, that's the one. Okay, so I'm looking at the list now. This is the one that is the rebirth of comic that's, book movies. Yeah, that's the turn of the century. We're talking like our first for real like CGI, high-budget Yeah, and this is... This is this is the beginning of Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Hugh freaking Jackman as Wolverine, <laughs> Patrick Stewart as Professor X, and um, who played Magneto? I have no Super idea. Super iconic. He's Gandalf, the guy who played Gandalf. Oh. oh. E. McClellan as Gan as Gandalf is now Magneto, and this is like 
when this movie came out, people were like, oh, this is like actually a decently good movie. And they're like, this, I would, people would go and we're watching, you know, when you go to school, people are like, did you see the X-Men movie? And I was like, yes, but you don't like comics. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and oh, like, it was like the whole like, oh, like, you know, X-Men movies are like super cool and like Wolverine and like, and people are like, people are at school, like people, like athletes and jocks and people you never thought would talk about comic books. They're like, yeah, when Wolverine did this and like he took a bullet to the head and like, you know, Mystique when she changed forms. And I was like, how oh, they're talking about like names. Like a character that they would never in a million years ever talk about. <laughs> yeah. That was great. I was like, what? I was like, this is great. And then after that came out Sam Raimi, who did the first Spider Man about two years later. Marvel yes. had to respond. Marvel always has to respond. Also, Marvel's going bankrupt. And Sam Raimi uh, was probably looked at Spider Man. It's like, you know, there's great stories to tell in Spider Man. And he pulled out Spider Man. And then Spider Man and X Men kind of ushered in. Directors who took, like, paying attention to their source material, mm-hmm. well, that doesn't mean that they're directors who didn't pay attention to their source material, because we also got out of the the Fantastic Four movies and the Daredevil movie. Yes, and what what the movie industry taught me personally about um, about movie directors and producers is that. And, and like, I'm totally generalizing, and I'm not saying... Obviously, there's some really clever movie directors out there. But what I learned is that um, they're, they're just, like, not as clever as comic book movies. And I'm so biased. I, I'm, like, all about the nerd. All about the comic <laughs> books. I mean, these stories go back from so long ago, and they're still so sick. And, and I admit, comic book stories go a little crazy sometimes with the universe. But... At the end of the day, comic book movies are comic book stories are so sick, and when movie directors try to take that premise and change it around, they always suck. And so that makes me believe that comic book writers are pure geniuses, and movie directors are not. But that, again, I'm just being biased. So, I mean, it is. I think what it is because what happened is so Spider Man and X Men came out, and those were huge success. I mean, look at the numbers. Those were amazing. X-Men- so let's talk about the movie before, right? So the movie for X Men, the last comic book movie that's related to Marvel, was uh, Blade. Oh, right, nineteen ninety eight Blade. That movie netted a hundred and thirty one million dollars. And Blade was good. Blade was a good. Movie. It was. It was good. Yeah, it was good. But it wasn't. You know, people were just. But people don't associate Blade with a comic book movie, but it is a comic book movie. So I mean, if you want to go like last legit comic book movie, let's go Batman and Robin. Um, right, and Blade was Blade was good. Like it hit theaters, but it wasn't ever. I don't think it was ever like crazy, like next gen boom. Yeah, movie. So so Blade made one hundred thirty one. X Men made two hundred ninety six million dollars, <laughs> and then Spider Man comes out, and this is the big kicker. This is when I said things turned around. Spider Man came out, and that dropped. Eight hundred and twenty-one million dollars. Dang! Holy crap! Spider-Man. So that's when, and so that's when people and directors and everything, everyone got together. Like, okay, see Spider-Man? That's a comic book thing. Apparently, comic book things make money. So therefore, let's start making comic book movies. And that's when you get crap like Daredevil, The Hulk, you know, Catwoman. Yeah, Yeah, those (laughs) are bad. you You get people who are trying to jump on that train, and so that's where you get these series of really bad movies. But 
X-Men proved that you can make a good comic book movie. Spider-Man proved that you can make a hit, like a huge comic book movie. And so, you know, you get X-Men 2, you get, you know, all those other movies. And then that happens. And then let's just keep going down. And then so, to me, keep going down timeline, and then Batman Begins comes out um, by Christopher Nolan. Amazing. Reboot movie. It doesn't make that much money, but it makes $374 million. Still a lot of money. We're talking a lot of money. But the big thing is about Batman Begins to me is that's when people in the movie industry were like, okay, now you can have comic book movies with depth and like it, they really have good character development and just overall the movie is meant for kids and is meant for like adults. Yep, yep. And they can be cool. That's a big thing. And yeah, and then just visually, and then visually, they're great movies, you know. And they can be creative, and you know, they can have a crazy twist at the end. And you know, they don't have to be just good guy versus bad guy. You know, Superman yeah, back in yeah. like Christopher Reeves, like they're Dodd and they're Superman. One's clearly evil, one's clearly good. Like now, like they're like, oh, okay, there's like there's that little like they do that little spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen Batman Begins. Um. You have that whole twist with Ra's al Ghul is actually Liam Neeson's character, oh, yeah, and not yeah. Ken Watanabe, and they're like, "Oh, what the heck?" <laughs> you know, for people who are like, "Oh," but anyways. But back to my story is that's the big thing for me is when that's when movies like movie directors started looking at comic book source material, like, okay, maybe the nerdy producers, not so much the big money producers who care care less, all they care about numbers. But like the nerdy producers are starting to look like Christopher Nolan made a great comic book movie, and they captured like the heart and soul of Batman. Yeah, yeah. So like, how do we replicate that? And that, I think, so Batman Begins comes out, and then Marvel kind of just goes on hiatus because this is so Fantastic Four comes out the same year, and it's just not that great of a movie. And then X Men: Last Stand comes out, and that's also not that great of a movie. But then two thousand seven. Or no, two thousand eight. So two, and then and then after that, Spider Man three, which again was terrible. So yeah, Batman Begins, which is a ser- a good movie, and then you have a series of terrible movies again. Mm-hmm. So again, it's in that kind of that roller coaster of like, you get get one great movie that signifies maybe this is it, and we're starting to turn the page, and then you get people who are like, oh, they made a great comic book movie. Christopher Nolan made a great comic book movie. And all of a sudden, comic book movies are hot now. So just get whatever director and get whatever people together, and we're going to make a comic book movie. And um, you get some crappy movies. However, that changed in 2008 because Marvel was getting fed up with their movies being stupid. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And they they created their own studios, Marvel Studios, which launched Iron Man. Yes. Which is... That changed everything. <laughs> um, because first of all, they they made Iron Man, and then that little end post credit scene where they have Samuel Jackson as Nick Fury mm-hmm, and talking mm-hmm. about the Avengers. That was just like an inside joke. It was not meant to be. It was like them kind of feeling out. Like if we were to create a shared universe of movies, what would the reaction be? So we're going to imply that the Avengers exist, but we're not going to we're not going to like commit to it. Right, right. And then Iron Man happened, and then you get Edward, Nor- Edward Norton's Incredible Hulk, which is a lot better than the last Hulk movie. Then you get, um, you know, Iron Man 2. Then you get 
Captain America, and then now we have Marvel, and we and have so, now so. Captain America: Civil War, which is the biggest, probably one of the best comic book, best movies of the year in terms of like entertainment. And so, how does this tie into video games? How does this tie into video games? Video game movies need their Iron Man. Well, yeah. no, they don't need their Iron Man. They need their Spider Man. We okay, yeah. So going back through this timeline, we are at the X Men Spider Man phase. Yes, this is where video games. They're in the X Men Spider Man phase. We just need one or two movies. That one movie to show that it can make money, and another movie to get someone to make drop a lot of money to make mm-hmm. a lot of money. Video game movies have gone through the crappy phase already. They're done. <laughs> I, they're, I think they're done with it. I, I hope they're done with it. I mean, there's been a series of really interesting movies. Yeah. So like, okay. Uh, oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Like I would say, good old fashioned. Um, so Super Mario Bros. Mortal Kombat. The Resident Evil movies, which is not even related to the Resident Evil games at all. The Tomb Raider movies, which are somewhat related to Tomb Raider. Final Fantasy The Spirit Within, which is not related to any Final oh, Fantasy no. game ever oh, made. No, no, no. Um, Doom, sort of related to the game. It has a really cool first-person scene at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah! Oh. That was cool. <laughs> there was a Dead or Alive movie. I don't know how that did. The Street Fighter movie. Oh, those are so bad. Um, there's a Max Payne movie. Um, there's a Street Fighter right, Legend of Chun-Li movie. Prince of Persia oh, had a movie. Legend of Chun-Li was so bad, but it had Kristen Kruick in it. Yeah, it was. And so you kind of have to watch it. I didn't even watch that movie. <laughs> we had a Prince of Persia movie. I, I so I think, I think video game movies have gone through the Batman and Robin phase hurry. I think they, they're through that yeah. phase. And now they're in the X-Man, Spider-Man phase. Yeah. And so what... And just... I think what... Um, so video game movies, what they have going for them now is, um, is they have comic book movies to work off of, which they've seen the success of something nerdy and something out of, you know, quote unquote, like out of the, out of the blue. And, and they have, um, and they have money now. So these are like high budget, like not super cheesy, like terrible graphics, um, movies. They, they're like legitimate, like blockbuster uh, contenders and they they have the resources to do them um what kind of worries me is that um is that video games aren't all story like there's a lot of story in video games but when you compare them mm-hmm. to comic book movies uh comic books are pure story like you got art and then you have the story like there's nothing else you don't have to worry about gameplay you don't have to worry about um mechanics you just have to worry about the story so i don't know if video games are, I think the climb is still going to be slower because you don't have that breadth that comic books have. Well, see, this is why I'm hopeful for the Warcraft movie. And now, all of our friends keep pining for an Overwatch movie. It's not going to happen unless you guys don't support the Warcraft movie. Okay, oh my, okay. This is, this is, this is the, the honest truth. You guys keep asking for the Overwatch movie. Those shorts are amazing. Yes. So it's give and a take. You, people understand that. Blizzard can make good storylines. The Warcraft game has a good storyline. People, but you, they're putting their they're putting their eggs right now, or not? They're putting their they're putting their money down on the Warcraft movie. And if you guys want to see that movie for that jacket you're wearing and for the shirt I'm wearing, 
this Overwatch movie, I, honestly, you need to, in my opinion, this is my hashtag support the Warcraft movie and go out and see it in the theaters. Despite whether or not you like it or not, because you need to tell Blizzard that you want to see a Blizzard movie. Okay. Okay. So, First of all, so, this is, because like I said, we're in the X Men Spider Man phase. We are. They just need to see that video game movie can produce money. That's all a producer wants to see. Blizzard just wants to see whether or not this Warcraft thing will actually work out. Granted, I think I read somewhere they're, they're committed to almost like making a trilogy. Really? Yeah. Um, because. Work, work. Uh, the Warcraft. I saw the working title for a Russian, for a Russian YouTube video. I saw when they're talking about the CGI process. They were, they were saying that it's called Warcraft: The Beginning, which means I feel like they're implying there's gonna be that Blizzard has sights on making more movies, or they would have gave it a completely different title than just Warcraft: The Beginning. Yeah. Hmm. So. Okay. First of all, for any of any of you nice folk out there who haven't seen any of the Overwatch uh, CGI shorts, they are incredible. You don't have to play the game at all to love them. Um, and they are movie worthy. They are so high quality and they are so good. And when I look at Warcraft, it the trailers look stupid. They look cheesy. The orcs look dumb. Um, the the trailer looks so bad. The storyline doesn't even look um, like something I care about. Like with the trailer this bad, and like this is a trailer. This isn't even like the movie. With the trailer this bad, like how how can we even be hopeful for something of this caliber? And like I said, I think this is Blizzard is attempting to become what Marvel did in the movie industry, which is they control their own fate and they control directors who, they have directors who care about their subject material. Um, There's plenty of interviews by Duncan Jones who is very passionate about creating this movie. He went through a very rigorous process of learning the characters. He went, you know, he did his research. He, he understands, like, the characters of Warcraft. You know, he has very, if you look at the movie, any of you guys who play Heroes of the Storm, or any Warcraft game should be very familiar with a lot of the names, like um, Anduin, Sir yeah. Anduin Lothar. You know, you have Medvid, you have um, Goldan, you have Gromash Hellscreen. You know, I do so know those names. Yeah, there are some big names in Warcraft, um, and Duncan Jones has done his research, in my opinion, about the game. So I think Blizzard's trying to do what Marvel has been doing. So one of the key things that makes Marvel successful right now is they have directors and writers who care about the source material. That's the problem that video game movies have been having in the past is they didn't get people who cared about the source material. This is true. And comic book movies were the same way. Yeah. And Sam Raimi and Brian Singer, to a degree, they changed that because they cared about the source material. Brian Singer was more or less he wanted to make a good movie based on a comic book that he liked. Um... Sam Raimi actually liked Spider-Man. He did it very well. <clears throat> um, and so Sam Raimi had you know, influence with horror movies, so he incorporated that very well into Spider-Man. Um, Brian Singer's more, he has that sci- science fiction, like kind of the giant global atmospheric feel to it mm-hmm. very well, and he did that. Um, and he does a really good character development. Um, so that's my big thing. 
So I think right now the big thing for video game movies is they need to find people who care. And right now with Warcraft, you have a, per- a director who cares about the subject material, which is important. Mm-hmm. And then for the Assassin's Creed movie coming out in December, Michael Fassbender is invested in it. Actually, I have a quote by him, if I can find it, that I really liked what he said about the movie. So if I, if I find it, was here's the quote. So, Michael Fassbender, he's the star and producer in the movie. Someone asked him about like how how much of the film will remain faithful to the game and be an original story. Mm-hmm. Like because some people are like, oh, you're just taking a, an IP and then you're just gonna make a, your own movie. Because Michael Fassbender is a legit Hollywood actor. Yep, yep. Where I don't think he would stake his career on stupid movies. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't like you look at his track record. He has some great movies under his belt. And so, and he kind of said. Um, so, whatchamacallit, so, blah, 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 so, he says, you know, we absolutely want to respect the game, and then there's so much cool stuff in the game that we're actually spoiled for choice in terms of what we can use and can't, but we want to bring new elements, perhaps our own version of things that already exist in the game. But, we're definitely making a feature film, and we want to approach it as a feature film, as opposed to approaching it like a video game. That's important. That is important. <laughs> That's very important. But I love the world. When I met up with the guys from Ubisoft, and they started to explain this whole world and idea of DNA memory, um, you know, he's like, then talked about like the scientific theory, and he just thought this is so rich and the possibility of being a cinematic experience. So far, I am really excited about it, and we're working very hard to make sure we got the best and most exciting original package. That to me is a good sign that this Assassin's Creed movie will stay somewhat interesting and faithful to Assassin's Creed. And that I think Assassin's Creed might be the Spider-Man. The trailer looks sick. The trailers look awesome. Yeah. And it, Michael Fassbender looks like he does, is doing a very good job with trying to, you know, appeal to both sides, where he's trying to appeal to the, the common folks, the casual gamers, or what do you call them? The filthy casual? The filthy casuals. <laughs> Filthy casual, and he's trying to appeal to video game nerds as well. Because if you look at the poster he released today, it's the most Assassin's Creed post- movie poster I've ever seen. Huh. Uh, here, let me... I'm posting the link, and maybe you want to pull it up on your stream. There it is. You want to pull that up on your stream? I have it right here, guys. And that looks like it belongs in a video game. Uh, Yeah. This is that, this looks like a game like cover. That's not a video game cover. That's a movie poster, people. It's actually really, really sick. Um, yes. I'm afraid Assassin's Creed is going to be like Prince of Persia, which Prince of Persia has a really cool story as a game. Uh, the movie, not so much. So this is where I think. Again, based on everything I've been reading and seeing about Assassin's Creed, I think that's where it's going to be better. In the sense that, because he's doing his research, the, the director, Justin Curzel, yep. as he's he's known to be a good screenwriter and a good like director. Um, he's still relatively indie. Mm-hmm. He won a lot of indie awards for good, direct, like, good directing. But you know, this is like, you know, as a small time director who's trying to make it big in Hollywood and he's given an opportunity to do well. And then you have Michael Fassbender who's helping produce the movie. So I think, 
I think they have it in them to actually do well in the movie. Um, for me, so now let's go back to talking about this as a culture thing. Yep. This is where I think it's, like I said, it's going to be the X-Men where you get random people talking about the animus. Like, oh, the animus is, could be totally a real thing or the animus is, can't be a real thing. You know, like posing that scientific question, like, oh, you can totally go to like ancestral DNA and like see the history and trace it back to like major events. Um, or like, you know, we go back to the Warcraft movie. If it does decently well, I'm talking just decent, just yeah, yeah. not huge scale success, just decent. The the X Men. It could be like the X Men where people start talking about Gul'dan or Gromash Hellscream, how great Gromash Hellscream was. Dude, I I. Uh... I live in a world where we're talking about Mr. Hellscream or about um, any of these Warcraft heroes, Leoric, talking about the, those people, is all, like, nerdy and, like, man, get the hell out of here. And I, it is hard for me to believe that this is even a possibility. Like, Or, like, even Anduin Lothar. I mean, oh freaking gosh. Anduin. Stranduin. So that's what I'm saying. Like, this is a movie... Because again, you, you have to think about it. before X Men came out. Let's talk about. Let's just use Hugh Jackman. When did anyone before Wolverine come out, or just X Men come out? Did people think talking about Wolverine was a cool was a cool thing or a big debatable topic in Hollywood today? Nobody, nobody cared no, about Wolverine. No one cared about Wolverine. Now the big debate is: Well, shoot, if Hugh Jackman's not going to play Wolverine anymore, like who else is going to be Wolverine? It's true. This is true. Or if Robert Downey Jr. is not going to play Tony Stark, who else can play Tony Stark if Robert did Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. Um, so it um, takes it takes a good movie, and actually, like I said, we just need video game movies that prove they can make a lot of money right now, and that they they can it's something that can be successful, and then you need a studio with a director and producer that cares about the video game property they're going to make. The other video game movie that is very promising, I don't know how much of it's going to happen, is the Uncharted movie coming out. There's an Uncharted movie coming out? There's an Uncharted movie coming out in 2017. Ooh. And Naughty Dog. Anyone played any of the Uncharted games? Those are really good story. Naughty Dog is sick. That could be the Iron Man. If Um, Naughty Dog is heavily invested in that. It could be. It could very well be. And here's the other thing. There's talk about the last of, of making Last of Us a movie as well. Ooh, that that's legit a good movie. Like that's just, it's just straight up a movie. So here's the thing. We just need people to put pump money into these video game movies. Give Naughty Dog and Sony and people pictures see that video game movies the viable thing. And we have two really good properties that are great, just movies in general. Yeah, yeah. Uncharted, just sitting at, they're just sitting there. They're just sitting there. Uncharted Four. Um, I, I've been listening to a lot of the Game Informer podcast, and they gave uh, Uncharted Four like amazing reviews with storyline, um, presentation, everything. Just that's the thing. So. Naughty Dog and Sony, and Sony has Sony Pictures. They're sitting on two huge proper IPs. Really good that, ones. Yeah. Really good ones. That all we need is an X Men or Spider Man for a video game movie, which could be Warcraft, it could be Assassin's Creed. 
This is true. What that convinces some producer to say, okay, video game movies make a lot of money, or they make a good amount of money. What can we do to get these two made into a movie? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, so, going so going back to Duncan Jones, the director of the Warcraft movie. Um, I've been listening to the Game Informer show, and they did a they did an interview with him. And first of all, he's the son of David Bowie, which is random. Yeah, but really <laughs> cool. Um. Also, he, um, what's he called? He was a wower. He was straight up, like, a hardcore World of Warcraft player. Yet, apparently, he has, like, a really subtle shout-out to his guild inside the movie, like, as an Easter egg. And so he knows his Warcraft. Like, he, he mm-hmm. was talking about, like, you know, these places in, um in the movie are like actual world of Warcraft places like the lion's pub or something. I, I never played world of Warcraft um, like the lion's pub or whatever. And like the characters are real and he is a legit nerd. And before the interview, I hated the movie. I was like, I'm not going to watch this crap after the, after the interview. I was so convinced. I was like, you know what? I I'm, I'm going to spend some money to watch this movie because this guy knows what he's talking about in the warcraft lore and he even apparently he even went to blizzard because blizzard had like their storyline all set up and he went to blizzard as like the director and he's like hey you know the whole the whole point of like the orcs versus human thing was that orcs are misunderstood and the storyline needs to be about how you sympathize with the orcs because they seem like brutes but really they're really they're like understanding creatures or whatever and he's like, that that needs to happen. And Blizzard's like, oh my gosh, you're totally right. We're missing the whole essence of Warcraft. And he uh, and he like rewrote like a lot of the script so that it fits in like the actual lore of Warcraft. So what I'm saying is that Blizzard was about to screw it up, but this Duncan Jones dude <laughs> brought it back to the original lore. And I'm like, dude, I, I have to watch this. I have to I have to see what what he's all about. And so, mm-hmm. so I'm in now. But I'm still going to say the orcs look stupid on the trailers. <laughs> the orcs look so dumb, but we haven't seen any of the recent CGI. But no. Um, there's actually a really good um, like little video. I'll, I'll try to post it so you can post it on your internet. I have to find it, but not on your internet, on your website, <laughs> where they talk about the CGI process, and it looks a lot better in that, that one little video clip in the trailers. I honestly think, like, sorry... Shout out to Blizzard employee Kyle Copeland. Um, someone in the marketing department and Blizzard's not doing a great job. Whoever's involved with the movies and is treating is treating the movie trailers like a video game trailer. Mm, I could see that, and I think that's what's happening. Is this is Blizzard showing some of his inexperience with making movie trailers and not video game trailers? Could you? I really whenever I watch the trailers, I always think about like. This really looks like a trailer from one of the Warcraft, like expansion series trailers. Yeah, like yeah. it's just a couple of people talking real quickly about some vague topic, and all of a sudden action money shots all over the place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I mean, can see that's, that. So I, I think that I think the trailers are bad. I agree with you on that. I think it's probably because this is either Blizzard or someone they hired in the marketing department. 
or who really hired to splice together the trailers is not um, doing great <laughs> with yeah. what they're given. Yeah. Um, so just a quick little tidbit about Duncan Chung. He's very well known for a movie he did in 2009 called Moon. Okay. Yeah. I never watched it, but That's... it's supposed to be like one of the best. It's one of the best movies in 2009. Huh. Um, in terms of like just direct directing, he won like a ton of direct directing awards for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then he directed Source Code with Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know if you guys remember that. Movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, which is kind of it was the precursor to the um. That Tom Cruise movie, Live Die Repeat. I haven't seen that. No, the the Tom Cruise movie with the uh, where the, like the it's like pretty much a video game movie. Oh, um, um, it's a uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow, yeah. Which is essentially a video game movie. Yes. But Source Code had a similar premise where a guy was pretty much kept sending back in time to kind of go solve who bombed a train, who bombed the train, and every time he failed, he would die. And then they would send him back to like the start of a previous like a checkpoint. Yep. And then he would go around the train trying to figure out the clues, figure out the bomber, the mysterious bomber of the train. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that in itself is kind of a video game-ish movie. But anyways, that's what I think in terms of video game movies. That like we are waiting on one good movie. I think World of War- the World Warcraft movie can be it. I think. The trailers are underselling it a lot, and there's some been like I said, there's been some bad trailers. Like there's one with like dubstep in it that was really bad. Yeah, uh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That that was weird. Yeah, like someone in the marketing department, Warcraft is not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, I think, and so in terms of like just the public accepting it, I think they will accept it because comic book movies showed us that. Comic book movies showed us that people are willing to accept geeky, nerdy culture if it has any value to them, namely entertainment. Yeah, and okay. This is where I say video game movies, they need they need someone who cares about the movie, which is Duncan Jones right now, mm-hmm. and Michael Fassbender. And they want people to, to like not just have video game movies, but have video game movies that depict the source material. In some form or way, somewhat faithful to the actual game. Um, which is now, this brings up a different topic, which is why I think video game movies have such a hard time becoming a video game movie. Versus comic book movies, a little bit easier transition. Mm-hmm. Which is, and I want to hear your take on this. Okay. Is, video game movies are hard to produce and make because our relationship with them are much different than comic books. Because with comic books, it's similar to a movie or a book where you read it and you just kind of follow along with it. Mm-hmm. Video game movies, you are the book or the comic book. Hmm. Even though you're on a linear storyline, you do certain actions. That's true. And I think that's the hard part of conveying a video game movie is like... How do you take the viewer out of that first person experience where they're, they are, they are the move, they are the movie, and you make them a, you know, an audience of what they're they should be playing. 
I can see that because like um because I feel like video games, like the lore slash like just the environment, it, it's just built differently because in X-Men, right, you you or like Spider-Man, you like you build the city and you build Spider-Man within the city and he interacts with the city and all that. But then in video games, you don't have to build it the same way with the same with the, like they both are very detailed but they kind of focus on different details because video games you're in it and so they don't have to explicitly tell you about certain environments that are there and certain environments that aren't there um and the characters um kind of just like interact based on like your actions and so i can i can see that like the it's really hard to change the art form of a video game where it's very interactive, you're, you're controlling things, and a lot of the time, there's a lot of games where the lore is happening outside of the character. Like, you're doing something. Like, in Final Fantasy XII, um, yeah, in Final Fantasy XII, you're doing stuff, but a lot of the story didn't even involve your character. It was just politics around your character. And I feel like um, that stuff doesn't fly with movies or comic books. And so with this just as different media, it is really hard, I can see, to convert video games to movies. Um, yeah. What do you, I mean, do you, do you, do you think it's I possible? Think to... I, it's, it's possible, but that's what I was saying. Like, I think this is, they have to kind of do, Warcraft was a, Warcraft is an interesting movie because there is actually lore and story. Really, really good lore. And not only that, there's books. Warcraft has books that's tied to the game. It's true. So they can follow that. Versus what Michael Fassbender's doing and Justin Cordell's doing with Assassin's Creed where there's not really lore. The only lore we have are the video games and a couple comic books, I think. Maybe a couple books, I don't know. But they're not the lore. And so I think what they're doing is interesting because, first of all, the movie is not in any way or form attached to any of the video games. Assassin's Creed? Yeah, it's not. Oh, is that? It's a. I think it's a new character. It's a new. It's a new character. Okay. With a new character in the Assassin's Creed universe, which I think is a, is what they're doing right. Really. Mm-hmm. Because what we just talked about, where you're now giving the viewers something new, mm-hmm. but something they never experienced before. So it's not like they have expectations related to that game, video game movie. Hmm. Have have well, they done something like this before? Has, has, like in comic books? Comic book movies? I guess not. They always talk about. They're always about the character. Comic book movies. Uh, I mean, the only time they really did something where there's like a person in the universe is. I don't even know if they ever did that. Hmm. Okay. Because so they're that... always about. They're always about the property that they're about. They're the movies named after. Right, so they're not screwing up the story like they're doing with, like they did with like Daredevil or X three, but in yeah. fact they're just doing a whole new story. What they're doing is they're doing a character in the universe. Mm. Okay. okay. So, what the last the Assassin's Creed movie is is, um, is pretty much he's a man that was. Excuse me. If you watch the the trailers, mm-hmm. um. It starts off with some lady telling Michael Fassbender's character, or the, the main protagonist, that 
he's officially dead. And that he is now supposed to be working in the Animus with F. Sturgill. And they don't ever call it F. Sturgill. You just see the logo. So for video game people who are familiar with Assassin's Creed, they'll recognize the logo. Like, oh, that's F. Sturgill. And they're terrible. <laughs> Until you know right off the back. Okay, this is similar to the Miles, to the Assassin, the original or, origin of the Assassin's Creed movie where, um, who's the main, who was the original hero? It was um, Desmond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not yep, Miles. Yep. Um, where Desmond was kind of like kidnapped and forced to go through the animus, sort of. So it has like a similar feel. So mm-hmm. they're kind of being nostalgic, or like there might be a little bit of a callback to the Assassin's Creed movie, the original Assassin's Creed video game. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, okay, similar situation, but different character in the same universe. And then they're doing a, the time era is a completely different time era than any of the Assassin's Creed game. Because the Assassin's Creed game has done the, the whole pirate thing, like the Re- Revolutionary War. Yep. Um, the Renaissance. Um, the Middle East. Yep, yep, yep. And, I don't know, whatever, France and England. Yes. This one, they very blatantly say in the movie, Welcome to the Spanish Inquisition. Oh. So again, a completely different like a completely different thing that no one really seen before. Like familiar so when you watch the movie you get a familiar feel like okay this is an Assassin's Creed movie and it's definitely related to the video game. But everything you see in the movie never happened before in a video game. Hmm. I'm not going to lie I kind of wanted the revolutionary war but this is cool too. <laughs> well see we're the video game and that movie that game sucked. Yeah, the worst assassin ever. That was cool, though. I mean, like the story. I I just like the Revolutionary War, but yeah, the the um, game was pretty bad. But, um. Uh, so, okay, what do you think about? And I will I will start this off with the Angry Birds movie was meant for kids. It's supposed to be a family fun movie. Um, the Game Informer show talked to the directors Clay and someone else about um. Like what they thought, and they were like, "Oh, it's like it's like family friendly, but like we try to put in like, like I don't know, funny jokes." And they're talking about like, "Oh, I promise you, it's gonna be so funny." And I'm like, "Um, I'm not really convinced." Um, but they had to make a movie about Angry Birds, where Angry Birds literally has no premise except mm-hmm. there's red birds, a giant catapult, and green pigs. And they have to make yeah. a story with characters and all that just around those three things. What do you think? I think again that follows what I was saying earlier, where you you create you have a universe. Uh, this is more interesting because now it's more more or less how do we create a story for something that has no story? Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. So writers, if they actually made something like worth watching, um, they. One of them was a screenwriter for like, um, for like legit movies like, um, like The Little Giant. Do you remember that? Yeah. And like, other, and like another movie I heard of, I can't remember off the top of my head. And I threw my iPad back there, so <laughs> I can't look it up. Uh, one of them was the animator for Wreck It Ralph and Frozen and Tangled. Oh, so this guy, this guy has Walt Disney. Oh yeah, yeah. One dude was a Disney dude. That's right. He's the head of the animation for Disney. Yes. 
Which the animation looks good. Fair. Actually, the animation does look good. The other one was a animator storyboard artist for Spider-Man, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball, Smurf, and Hotel Transylvania. So these two guys actually have some background as good animators, and they work for legit studios, so this may pique my interest a little bit more. We'll see. Um, we'll see. IMDb right now has given it a 6.6 .6 out of 10, which is not impressive. No, it's right in the middle. Yeah, so we'll see. Um, well, I mean, it's... Doing this is... I think what they're trying to do with Angry Bird is they're trying to follow the Lego movie. Mm, yes. Lego movie was good. Lego movie had absolutely no story. I mean, it's about Legos. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, what were you going to get? What are you, you going to get from? Yeah. Well, the Lego movie, though, had a really good story, which was unrelated had, to Legos. Up, yeah, it ended up having a really good story, but when someone says, I'm going to make a Lego movie, and you're like, what the, what the point yeah, of making yeah. a Lego like, movie? Hell? Like, what? Like, well, it could be like a Bionicle movie or something? Or like... <laughs> That'd be cool, though. That'd be sick. Yeah. Well, it's like, like what's the st who cares about the blocks? And, and it's like, oh, okay, there's actually a lot of story behind it. So I think with the Angry movie, they're trying to capture that feel to it. Um, I can see that, yeah. So I don't know if... I don't know if that was what they're trying to go for. What I'm surprised is the huge number of talent they have in the movie. I'm looking at it right now. Uh, who? So they have Jake, Jason Sudeikis. Sudeikis? Yeah. Um, Jason Sudeikis. Uh, do you ever watch Angry Boss? Uh, yeah. Uh, horrible Bosses? Or Horrible Bosses. Yeah. So he's not Jason Bateman. Okay. So he's uh, not Michael from Rest of Island, and he's not Charlie. He's okay. the other guy. Okay, okay. The sleazeball. Yep. That guy? Josh Gad. Yep, nice. Wow. Um, Danny McBride. Wow, okay, okay. Maya Rudolph, Bill Hader. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Peter freaking Dinklage. Wow. Um, Kate McKinnon, she's on SNL. Okay. Right. Um, Sean Penn. Oh. Um, oh. Tony Hale. Do you know who that is? Mm-hmm. Tobias Funke. Or not Tobias, no, he's not Tobias, he's, um... Buster. Buster Bluth. From what? From Rest Development. He's oh. the one with the claw hand. Gotcha, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Keegan Michael Key. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, see, and then after that, there's a bunch of names I don't recognize. But even then, that's a, that's a good... That's a lot, yeah. That's a lot of talent in the movie. So hopefully, like, none of these people phoned it in and did terrible and actually invested in it, but... But yeah, this is like a huge, like, cast. So yeah. maybe maybe these two guys actually end up doing something better than what was put out. Um, but the Angry Bird movie is interesting because, like I said, I think they're trying to follow a Lego movie where they're trying to they have a property and it's a very popular property and they're trying to attach a story to it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know how it's going to do. I, like I said, if you want the Overwatch movie to happen, you need to throw money at these video game movies because pick one and just throw all your money to that one. Just like the, tell her go watch this movie. The Overwatch movie is literally like the pinnacle of like, man, if this happened, this would seriously be the coolest thing ever. And it's like, it really, it, it's seriously like the teaser to perfection. 
is how I view the Overwatch movie, potentially. Yeah. It's, it's like the shorts are so good, and like I'm like, dude, just let's make this happen. And you're right, the Warcraft movie is the stepping stone to. to it the is the stepping stone. So that's what I'm saying. Like, you need to tell Blizzard this can make money and this viable option. All right. But you're right. That's um, my that's my that's my main selling point to you and your friend. Is you want the Overwatch movie to happen bad? Throw money at Blizzard so they will be encouraged to make more movies. They're probably going to go with the whole we're going to complete the trilogy of Warcraft, but hopefully they'll start looking at their other properties and maybe start seeing like, okay, the YouTube, these YouTube shorts of Overwatch are doing really well. <laughs> maybe let's make a movie. Yeah, so uh, in summary, we are in the era of potentially being X-Men. Mm-hmm. We're in the X-Men phase. We're in the X-Men phase. Game. And we ignore Ratchet and Clank. And, um... No, Ratchet and Clank is Batman and Robin still. <laughs> and, okay, no, uh, well, the problem with Ratchet and Clank, that's a whole different, that's a whole different discussion. I, I, I just heard it was terrible. Like, I actually don't know anything about Ratchet and Clank. The problem with Ratchet and Clank, they, they co-released it with the game. Right. It was like, it's supposed to be like you watch it like with the game or something like that? So, no, the game is the movie, and the movie is kind of the game, and oh. they, they're they supposed to, like, accentuate each other. Oh, interesting. So, like, when you play the video game, you get, like, parts of the movie that, would, that wouldn't that would talk about in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then when you watch the movie, there's parts of the video game that you don't see in the video game. Interesting. And it, <coughs> I, I don't know. It, it was... It was kind of an interesting promise. It was just, or interesting premise. It was just, it didn't, it didn't just quite click the right way. It was, yeah. it's just, the move, the game, the movie played too much like the video game, and the video game was, you know, the video game. It's, it's a good game. <laughs> Ratchet and Clank is a good game. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, this movie, um, from what I've heard, was, um it 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 was still the game was still the focus and they and the Ratchet and Clank series they do a lot of like wonky things with their games just like trying to be creative in really interesting ways and so for this Ratchet and Clank I think it's four they um they wanted to try it with uh with like a movie to help supplement the game and mm-hmm. so the movie was kind of like half-assed in a way that it was um, meant for the, the game. meant for the game, and so yeah. so you can be in the Batman and Robin. <laughs> That's it's probably still in the Batman and Robin page. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out that actually I think is interesting, and I'm really curious to see how it goes, is Quantum Break. Oh yes, what is uh, Quantum Break about? So Quantum Break is this movie is not a movie. It's, it's kind of weird. It is kind of a movie, but it's not a movie. It's a game movie, right? It's a game movie. Yeah, those are the best. So you, it's an action adventure game where you play a guy who got caught up in like this huge science experiment gone wrong with yep. like time, the zombie time travel. Yep, yep. Where he ends up being able to like, like kind of control time, sorta. Mm-hmm. But this game is interesting because it it. Does the whole morality choices? Ooh. So you get the moral choices, but here's the thing: they utilize actors, actresses for all the screen captures and the character design and all that Ooh, stuff. Okay. Okay. But they also use those actor and actresses 
to film live action like cutscenes. Yes, cut yes, I've heard about this. So they have they have like, they're like you know computer rendered and they're like video game. They're on the engine, and then it cuts really fast to a live action cutscene. And here's the interesting part: they film different cutscenes based on they film different cutscenes based on um your choices in the video game. Uh that's a lot of cutscenes. So you your character will get a choice like do I want to go this way or do I want to go this way? And then you you make your decision like kind of like Mass Effect. You want to be Renegade or Par- Paragon. And then it then there'll be like a computer like there'll be like then will you'll pick the choice and then your your the game will kind of do like the the game engine cutscene where they kind of show like okay continue the and then It'll end that, and it'll start what's like these mini episodes, based hmm. on your decision that you made early in the game. Wow. Okay. Okay. So, that's pretty cool. And the, here's the thing about Quantum Break was originally this game took forever to develop because this is the that was the whole premise, like interesting, unique premise that they're trying to run on with having a TV show or something related to the game. Oh. Like it took forever. To, this game has been in development for a while. Yeah, I heard a long, long time. And, a lot of it is because they were trying to do this. Eventually, I think they just said this is faster and it's easier to do. But I think there's like talks of it making like a Netflix series, and then talks of it not making a Netflix series, and then <laughs> making a movie, and then not making the movie. So it was. It's probably an interesting premise that I thought. Like video game developers decided to say, like, "Hey, movies are doing very well." We can get actors and actresses that will give us a good performances, and they use like good actors and actresses. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully it's something that we want to support so they can help like mm-hmm. the future. Yeah, so I think like it's a it's more it's a it's a very interesting game that I think it will be. Um, if it can. Help break that kind of like I don't know what to call it, like a wall, maybe. Yeah, yeah. That's preventing video game movies from becoming a real thing. Um, I still think Assassin's Creed and Warcraft right now are they have a chance of becoming X Men and Spider Man. Yes. And then once that happens, then all we have to wait for is Batman Begins. Yep. Yep. And maybe that might be the Uncharted movie. That will be coming out, or the Last of Us movie. Could be. So, all that's right. What my so, so you heard it here, guys. Support the Warcraft and uh, Assassin's Creed movie because this this could be the X Men and Spider Man of the future. And then we will stop being picked on, and like people and then social media and the public will understand us. And then, oh, and then we'll be cool. Then we'll become cool. We become cool, and then people will stop under saying esports just a giant joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my gosh! Okay, that's like another NPC podcast. Oh yeah! Today. Oh yeah! That's coming up soon, man. I, I have some, I have a bone to pick with with you people out there, you sports fans out there. Yeah, that's. I think not like also. I think video game movies becoming a big thing. Media will take us more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, um, all right, everyone. So support. The video game movies, we we want it to be big, um, but um, wait, no, no. But thank you so much, Jeremy, for coming on to the show, 
and inciting and giving me insightful information and and perspective on the video the video game movie genre. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. It's more like comic book movie and then trying to translate that to video game. Which is how it's going to happen, so... That way? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. For tonight, guys, um, you're listening to episode 36 of NPC Talk. My name is Inkernaut, here with Jeremy. And for tonight, guys, we are out. Have a good night. And...